You probably expected to get some attitude when your child arrived in the teenage years. But the constant eye-rolling, emotional outbursts and you are so embarrassing comments may be harder to handle than you imagined. Today, I break down why a teenager's life is so full of emotions and angst and how to cope with their emotional highs and lows. Hi, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb and I want to help you cultivate a healthy brain for a mentally healthy and happy life. Welcome to episode 40 of Better Brain, Better You. Hope you've had a great week. Really pleased you could join me for today's episode on your teenager's emotional state. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe and hit that notification bell to hear when we release new videos. And thanks for listening in wherever you get your podcasts. We release weekly episodes for brains of all ages. But before we get started, I want to give you a free workshop on how to parent a teenage brain. On this workshop, we share the four essential strategies for parenting teenagers to solve common teenage problems, connect with teenagers, influence teenage behaviour and support teenagers' mental health. So if you try to connect with your teenager but found it difficult to resolve their problems and worries that they struggle with every day, whether it's emotional outbursts, too much screen time, disrupted sleep, risky behaviour or even mental health challenges, then this workshop will definitely be helpful to you. So you can watch this free workshop at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. That's ologyonlinecourses.com slash workshop. Please do go and watch it. It's packed full of our best content. and It's got some really effective parenting strategies in there. So the teenager in your life may leave you continuously confused. She or he is capable of shifting from super happy to out of control angry in the blink of an eye. And the most frustrating part for parents is that these mood swings seem to come out of nowhere. And although being a teenager can be an amazing time of discovery, learning and friendship, it's also a time of rapid change and emotional highs and lows where things can feel really challenging and confusing for them. So what's actually going on inside a teenager's brain and body to make them feel this way? Well, during the teenage years, the brain becomes more efficient by completely remodeling itself, and this can be exhausting and emotionally demanding for many teenagers. So puberty starts in a brain area called the hypothalamus, triggering the pituitary gland to release three key hormones, testosterone, progesterone and oestrogen. These initiate sexual maturation, but also encourage teens to seek emotionally charged experiences. So whether that's a romantic rom-com to make them cry or a party to experience the perceived thrill of drinking alcohol for the first time, it causes teenagers' emotional responses to be more loaded or intense than an adult's. So their brain's frontal lobe, which is responsible for planning ahead, impulse control and rational thinking, 
is actually still immature in teenagers and not fully connected up with the rest of their brain. And this is why teenagers are so prone to risky behaviour like unprotected sex, drinking and taking drugs. And they are much more likely to make emotionally charged risky choices if they feel pressure, stressed or they're seeking attention from their peer group. So it might be reasonable to expect a 14-year-old to understand that they shouldn't drink. But they might not be able to resist the temptation to get drunk when they're with some friends at a party who they want to impress, egging them on to down that tequila shot. So why do they behave like this? Well, they want to be accepted by their peers. This is a really strong driving force for a lot of their behaviour during the teenage years. Lots of studies have shown that teenagers will change their behaviour, change their choices, like their favourite music or their favourite video game, just to match their friends and peers. They want to be accepted and liked by their peers. Unlike children and adults, feeling socially isolated and alone as a teenager actually creates feelings of intense unworthiness. And coupled with the dramatic changes happening inside their brain... This can make teenagers prioritise their friends over their close family. So this is another major driving force of teenage behaviour, their push for independence. They are seeking an independent life away from their family. But certainly in the early and mid-teen years, their thinking and emotional brains aren't yet mature enough to work in unison to help them make the leap to complete independence. So they still need mum and dad or a caregiver to be there for them as a consistent and reliable emotional comfort blanket without judgment or constant offers of advice. Teens' emotionally charged state means they have heightened social abilities like processing and evaluating facial expressions much better than other age groups and this enables them to be particularly sensitive to their friends' happiness, sadness or stress. But... Their heightened emotional sensitivity also comes with some negatives. In the early teenage years, a lot of their reactions and decisions are governed by their their limbic system. So that's their emotional brain, which is not yet being regulated by their more rational, less impulsive frontal part of their brain. So the boss of their emotional brain, the amygdala, is an ancient brain structure that's really hypersensitive to danger and involved and evolved to protect us in life-threatening situations, like if we encounter a hungry lion or a poisonous snake. Because teens rely so heavily on their emotional brain, they can often misinterpret or misperceive people's behaviours or actions as threatening or critical. Hence why they may, may react so angrily to your request to tidy their bedroom, or even explode when they interpret, interpret you interrupting their stream of consciousness as not listening to them. Teenagers are also prone to higher levels of anxiety. And they're not just being dramatic. In adults and children, the hormone allopregnanolone, released in the brain in times of stress, will calm us down. However, hormone changes during puberty mean that this this brain chemical, this hormone, can actually have the opposite effect in teenagers, leaving them prone to heightened anxiety. So the hormone, this hormone is typically released when they're stressed, which means that a low-level stressful situation, let's say like having a big pile of homework, can actually cause a teenager to become extremely anxious, panicked, or even sometimes depressed. 
But as they mature through adolescence, which doesn't end until they're in their mid-twenties, their rational frontal lobe starts to assert more and more control over their emotional brain. So you will notice that their choices and decision-making become less reactive and more considered. So please do hang in there. Circadian rhythms, which control our sleep patterns, also change during puberty. A teenager needs at least eight to nine hours sleep and their sleep pattern is set back a few hours. Their circadian rhythm instructs them to stay up late and sleep in late. So once they reach their mid-teens, asking them to go to bed at 10pm is the circadian equivalent of asking you as an adult to go to bed at 7 o'clock in the evening. And waking them at 7am is the circadian equivalent of asking you to do the same at 4am. Given that they're dealing with a change in sleeping pattern, heightened anxiety, a propensity to respond emotionally and a desperation to be liked and accepted by peers, perhaps it's unsurprising that teens appear to be moody and disagreeable. It actually seems like they might be coping rather well. So what are some quick tips to help you cope and support them during their emotional highs and lows? Well, a counterintuitive but really effective strategy is to back off and let the mood pass. Backing off is often the most challenging thing for a well-meaning parent to do. It's our instinct to want to rush in and help our kids when they're feeling down. But the best course of action can often be to stand back and let your young person handle things. A little space can let them know you believe that they can make good choices and give them confidence in their own judgment. Sometimes all they want is time to themselves without parents breathing down their neck. So encourage your teenager to eat healthily to boost their mood. A teen's developing brain isn't the only physical reason for moody outbursts. Poor gut health can contribute to or even worsen your teen's moodiness. But healthier food choices mean a healthier, happy teen. So for example, encourage them to eat whole foods, fresh fruit and vegetables, enough fibre, reduced sugar intake, a good balance of seafoods and oily fish, and introduce fermented foods to their diet. If you want more information on foods that are good for their mood, you can download our free guide at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash brain foods. Also try and keep calm and carry on. As parents, we set the tone and the atmosphere for our household. If we're moody and demanding, or we always shout when we want someone's attention, that negative vibe ripples through the rest of the family. So if we're calm and mindful of how we treat others, we set a positive tone and have a much better chance of the rest of the family following suit. So when your teenager is navigating mood swings, do what you can to be kind, patient and loving and to model good coping skills. Staying calm can be your best defence when they have a meltdown. If you get aggravated and combative, it only makes them act out even more. So if you can maintain your calm and remember that this mini storm of a mood will soon pass, you'll be laying the foundations for a much calmer atmosphere sooner rather than later. And finally, try and be present for your teenager. One of the best things you can give your child is to be present and in the moment with them. Often it seems like our teens have no interest in sharing their day with us. They may moan, grunt, or even ignore our request to learn more about their day, even throw a moody. And you're lucky if they even acknowledge you exist most of the time. But it would be great if our teens rushed, wouldn't it be great if our teens rushed home to spill the beans about their world 
But realistically, that's not going to happen. You're not their friend, but you can make it easier for them by connecting when you see them for the first time at the end of the day. Stop what you're doing when your daughter comes home from school and make eye contact with her. Walk over to her, hug her and ask her if there's anything she needs from you before you start dinner, let's say. Before your son heads off to school early in the morning, wish him a great day and remind him that you're looking forward to seeing him later on. When you consistently show up in these ways, even a moody teenager will know they can count on you for moral support. These genuine small gestures let them know you're ready and willing to be be there for them, regardless of their present mood. So before we finish up, a quick reminder of our free workshop we're offering on how to parent a teenage brain. On the workshop, we share the four essential strategies for parenting teenagers to solve common teenage problems, connect with teenagers, influence their behaviour and support them when they have mental health challenges. So you can watch this free workshop at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. That's ologyonlinecourses.com slash workshop. Please do go and watch it. It's packed with really effective strategies for parenting teenagers. So I hope today's episode was helpful. It's been a real pleasure spending time with you today and I will look forward to seeing you next time. Mm -hmm.